Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11, chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. One playwright wrote that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King said as if you believe in something, if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. This is Reg Clay with Deb Carragher and Craig Dickerson. How's everybody doing? Good all right. Morning. Good morning. Good. Good morning. This is February the 3rd, a beautiful Saturday morning. And we are going to, oh, I, we should open up in prayer. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll go open okay. in prayer. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for waking us up this uh, beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, we ask that you bless us as we read your word and connect to you and uh, connect to the teachings that you have to teach to us. And we pray that uh, everyone who listens to us and everything that we say and do comes from the light of you, from the love of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So we're going to go into Ephesians, Ephesians 4th chapter and uh, the verses. 2 through 8. 2 through 8. Uh, and I think we decided to do the King James Version. So here's um, Ephesians 4th chapter, 2 through 8, King James Version. Here we go. We're starting with 2, uh, verse 2? Yeah. Okay. Because it, it starts You can with start with the first one. If you yeah, want. yeah, I think so. <laughs> I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, When he ascended up on high, he led a captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. And am I keep that's no, that's so four eight. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So we're going to do the Lectio Divina and we're each gonna read mm-hmm. and then we'll Give some time to ponder, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk. Mm-hmm. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Have some talk, talk. talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyone remember that Linda Richmond skit? Okay, go yes, ahead. I do. Um, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all, and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. All right. Your turn, Craig. It's getting Do you cle- want that or the larger? No, this is fun. <laughs> it's getting clearer and clearer. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father for all, who is above all, 
and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. All right. Well, I, I know the, um, the verse that connects to me. Um, but we'll, we'll follow the, um, the, the, uh, the guideline. So is it, is it time to contemplate? It is. <laughs> you can contemplate out loud. <laughs> yeah. I love verse 7. <clears throat> but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Given grace, gracefulness. Um, I mean, when I think of grace, I think of humility. I think of, um, of I guess, how we interact with, with, uh, with each other. Um, I mean, you know, like, like I, uh, last weekend I went to a, um, a friend of mine invited me to a, uh, Chinese, I think they were celebrating Chinese New Year and there was a dance recital. And of course they did ballerina dances and modern dance, but dancers are always very graceful. I mean, there's something just very pleasant and, uh, just something where everything is nuanced and everything is, um, nothing, nothing is left, nothing, there's no wasteful movements or anything like that. Everything is... I don't know, just graceful. But but when I think of grace, I think of um, gentleness, the way that we re- interact with one another, the way that God will want us to be. And here in verse 7, everyone, everyone is given that capacity. Every one of us. Mm-hmm. Now, whether we use that capacity is, is up to us. Right. And in this verse, um, Paul is kind of telling us, well, here are the tools that you have. Mm-hmm. You have humility. You have grace, you have patience in order to interact with your fellow humans, mm-hmm. even though they may irritate you sometimes. Sure. Or <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, because I was telling the guys earlier that I kind of chose this um, scripture because I was looking for something this past week um, here in the United States. We had our State of the Union address. Mm-hmm. And so that was all over the news. It was all over anyone <laughs> could talk about it, even in right. my meetings. Yeah. Um, uh, during the work day. And so I had Googled um, scripture to deal with bullying. And this was one of the, the options that it gave me to, to study and read. Yeah. And so I was, I was looking for something to help deal with a lot of the, the anger and angst that I was experiencing over, yeah. the me- over social media. And we also talked over uh, breakfast. There was a lot of angst and anger even during this time yeah. that it was written. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people who purposely missed this speech. I mean, like purposely did not want to. The State of the Union. The State of the Union did not want to hear it because, I mean, here, and, and, and I'm reflecting upon, you reflected on grace, and I reflect upon unity. Mm. Yeah. Um, it feels like to me that Paul is asking these Ephesians, uh, Ephesians to, uh, to unify, to become one. Just look around you, he kind of says. There's one Lord, there's one baptism. All this stuff happens with one God, one Father. You are not, you are one person, but your oneness is because you're drawing together, because you're not just in your own, you know, selfish little cocoon. Mm -hmm. That's not being meek. That's not being humble. That's just being by yourself. You're, you're together, and your meekness means you must bring in others to you. You must accept each other with love. <clears throat> that's how you become one, and that's how you can reflect upon the example of the world, mm-hmm. the perfect world, the way it is, where there's one oneness there, yeah. oneness you can see and oneness that's within you, mm-hmm. not only as a group but as a part of the universe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when people like miss this speech – they wanted to hear that unity. I mean, I think they wanted it and kind of knew that it was going to be a. It wasn't going to be about unity. It was going to be about divisiveness, and it was. Mm-hmm. It it was not going to be like here we are together working together. Mm-hmm. No, it. Or if if, it, if those words were stated, they were false, mm-hmm. and nobody really wanted to be sold that bill of goods. And I, well, a lot of people just avoided it entirely. Mm-hmm. 
so as to not, you know. Like I did. Yeah, like <laughs> I did too. Yeah. I, did, I did the same thing. And I don't want to be drawn into that negativity. And yet, I brooded over it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because it was kind of like, well, I did it on purpose. So there. So I wouldn't be negative. But it felt, well, I didn't participate in it. Uh, now I'm in my own little negative where I'm not. Right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, in a, I'm not commuting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I struggle with that. How do I protect myself from all the negativity? But I need to know what's happening. Yeah. And I need to know how I can affect change. Yeah. But unless I expose myself to it, I won't. Right, exactly. Know those and things. that's the problem with with negativity or the negative energy. I mean, you you know, you my grandmother always say, you know, in fighting demons, you, you in fighting evil, you cannot become evil yourself. Darkness begets darkness and only light can create light. Right. I mean, you can't you, you you can't do it by covering up right. or hiding, right. right? Or not participating. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, granted I didn't yeah. get negative vibes from watching it cuz didn't watch it. Yeah. yeah, but I got negative vibes <laughs> from just feeling, you know, like I'm not going to participate. Yeah, screw you. And I, I, <laughs> you and I should say, I mean, anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while may think that we're, you know, a bunch of California folks who are, you know, just anti-Republican. I'm not really anti-Republican at all. There was a time where the Republican Party was really just about being fiscally responsible, right. exactly, <clears throat> and not so much about, you know, anti. Um, immigration or anti-Muslim or anti-black or anti-women or the misogyny or, you know, anti-gay mm-hmm. or anything like Pedophilia. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but um, things have taken a turn. I mean, you know, it began, I don't know, with the Tea Party or with the, uh, the you know, the folks who had, who had voted for uh, the current president that we have right now. All that anyone is looking for is inspiration. I mean, that's why if there's anything that we get from a president is inspiration. We remember the speeches of Kennedy mm-hmm. and um, FDR, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, that inspires us. And uh, and we look for that from our president when we don't get it. There's like a vacuum. Or you know, if you feel that the president is deliberately vexing you, <clears throat> then we're affected by it. And I think, you know, you re- doing research on bullying is very prevalent because – We've all dealt with bullies before, and of course, we have to sort of have that inner, that tougher, I don't know, shell, the callus to present ourselves from uh, being affected by the bully. But it in turn separates us from mankind. I mean, I remember being in junior high school, just not talking to anyone at all because there were so many bullies, and it came during a time where. There was a crack cocaine epidemic in D.C. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but um, it, it, I remember a feeling, hey, this is how I need to protect myself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of victims of violence, whether it be sexual assault or whatever, they form these um, ways of protecting themselves, which unfortunately separates them from other things, from connecting to, you know, even real, f- from people who really do care and love right, them. Right. Yeah, and I feel as though in the times that we're living in, because, you know, Everything's gotten so, you know, tribal, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, Republicans are this way and Democrats are that way or liberals yeah. are this way. And, Us versus know, them, as long as like football. It's almost like, you know, every situation is a, you know, either or. Right. And there's no. There's no gray. There's, there's no, no and, middle. and, mm-hmm. and, yes, yeah. and uh-huh. bring in. Yeah. You know, Stop ta- Stop picking and choosing. Yeah. Let's include. Right. Let's include those Bipartisan two. Let's include those two. Let's include yeah. those two. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm sure Paul's writing this letter mm-hmm. to Ephesians mm-hmm. because that's kind of what they must have been going through. I mean, why would he call for them to be unified? Yeah. Unless they're struggling with it too. Yeah. I I talked <coughs> earlier. Um, during breakfast in Ephesians 2, and we don't need to get deep into it unless we want to, but there's a discussion about circumcision. And um, and I think Paul is sort of saying, um, uh, here, let's, let's see if I can get into it. In Ephesians 2? Yeah, I think so. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live. When you follow the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, I'm reading in the NIV version, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them 
at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thought. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love of us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgression. It is by grace you have been saved. Okay, and it keeps on going on. I haven't gotten into the... Um, There's that grace again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, verse 11. Therefore, remember that formerly you who were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised <coughs> by those who called themselves the, cir uh, the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of man, men, remember that they are at that time, you were separate from Christ, excluded from the citizenship of Israel and foreigners from the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. So um, from what I remember, I think what he's saying is, listen, if you're circumcised or whether you're not circumcised, whatever you do, do in the love of God. You know, God has has forgiven you of, you know, of your transgressions, you know, if you, if you walk into his light. So he's basically saying, forget about the divisiveness, forget about what separates us from, forget about what you've learned in the past. Well, you've got to be circumcised to be saved, or you have to be, or you have to be uncircumcised, untouched. Just focus on your works and what you do, and that, and that will bring you closer. Well, I think at that time also the Jewish people were the circumcised people, and they probably told these Ephesians who were not circumcised right. and not Jewish right. that, like, you guys are unclean. You right. guys are not. You guys are a different class of people, right? Mm -hmm. And I think what Paul's saying here is like, you know, that that's the old that's the old way of doing things. Exactly. The new way of doing things is be close to God. Mm -hmm. You be you. That's right. Do what you need to do. Right. Be kind to one another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But and understand that you yeah. know bullies are going to come up and tell you you're not good enough. Exactly. Don't listen to that. Exactly. Don't, and focusing on unity. Don't yeah. don't let yeah. that yeah stop you yeah from. You know, from your happiness. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that, don't let any differences yeah. or, or anger or bitterness or they're, that's they're, right. They're always gonna they're always gonna say they're they're better. Right. <laughs> you you can't exactly change their right. minds. Yeah. But they don't have to change your mind. Yeah. Right. You know. I mean, pe there are people who use their energy to focus on the differences, and will amplify the differences. Well, that's why they are. That's how who they are. You know, we are united because we are the same. We talk the same. Walk the same. Whatever. Instead of saying, listen. Although we're all different, I mean, once upon a time, America was called the American melting pot or the tapestry, and you know we celebrated our differences, mm -hmm. and that's how it should be. But getting back to Paul's, I mean, Paul is really trying to, especially in verse four, he's focusing on how we need to be united, right? Despite our differences, with meekness, with humility, exactly, with acceptance of others, exactly. I mean, he says like that's the way you do it. Mm -hmm. You don't just reunite. In order to like say like okay now we've got all the right people together, and all the wrong people are over mm -hmm. there. Yeah, I mean this was a this was not an either or situation. Right. Yeah. This was like we're taking all comers, mm -hmm. and in order to do that, yeah, you're going to have to accept a lot of things mm -hmm. that maybe you don't really ain't ain't your thing. Yeah. You know? and I take We're taking all who are called, yeah, right? That's and exactly and we, right. we've been talking for the last two weeks about your calling. Right. And now this is, what do you do with it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like what I do with it, if there's one thing that I've learned about love, and I guess I'm thinking about love because, you know, in a week or so it's going to be Valentine's Day and, you know, everyone's going to buy flowers and all that stuff. But if you think of love in a very sappy, you know, way, you think about hooking up with someone who thinks the same way you do and listens to the same songs that you listen to and and it this it's it's very easy. It doesn't take a lot of effort to bond with someone who is already pretty much bonded with you. But it takes real work to love and care for someone who thinks completely different from you. Mm -hmm. I think you were someone had mentioned that they had used this Bible verse in a for wedding, a wedding. Yeah, yeah, in a wedding ceremony right. where the, no, the bride and the groom. <laughs> I know that's what I thought too. So they they were yeah. polar opposites, yeah. and so they they picked this first is to this remind one themselves. Or one of your friends. No, this is actually just something I read. Oh, okay, um, okay, yeah. 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 So um, they picked this verse because they are so polar opposite. They wanted to remind each other mm -hmm. to be humble and patient and kind and yeah. and to to work together right in unity and 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 not to focus on 
you know, the little irritants, the things that people sure. do that, yeah. that bug you and don't let them grow. Let go of that. Right. And come to your mm-hmm. relationship with with love and, and forgiveness. Right. Right. And that's one thing that I know that I work on every day. How do you love someone who you really probably don't like? Or how do you get to, how do you focus on someone who you know you have to deal with every day? And I know for me, I say, okay, well, why, why does this person irritate me? You know, what is it? What is there something inside of me that provokes them? Is it something, mm-hmm. some unseated thing within me? Oh, she reminds me of my mom or she reminds me of that person who did this thing. Well, that has nothing to do with that person. That has to do with me internally. Yeah, that's your own conversation, dude. Right. <laughs> that's exactly right. And it's funny how it happens. I mean, I'm sure all of us can relate oh, to that. Lo- oh, I have a lot of conversations that have nothing to do with reality. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, do. I do. I have them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, too. She's like, did you just t- think and talk about something in your head? Oh, she caught you talking to yourself? No, but just like, you know, yeah. assuming, yeah. you know, this kind of like – like you're saying, why does this person do it? Oh, okay, I'll figure it out. Right. By myself. And that's a muscle. <laughs> that's a muscle. Some people don't do that. They're like, oh, that person pisses me off, and that's it. They don't think about it at oh, all. Oh, I want that. Oh, that would be a blessing. Yeah. If I could get the hell out of my head and just have that happen. Right. You know? Well, yeah, and yeah. I think that's that's kind of what he's trying to say is mm-hmm. don't cloud your love, yeah. your, your calling right. with – too much thinking of negative things. Right. Well, I think Renew what, your faith. I think right. what happens with way. me, and you, you know, you mm-hmm. s- you'll speak for yourself. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Uh, <laughs> but what happens right. with me is I, I will, I will judge. Yeah. I'll judge. Yeah. I'll, I'll judge the situation, mm-hmm. and I have to remind myself that I'm not here to be judged. Mm-hmm. That's not my job. I mean, we we talk about God is the only judge, and on Judgment Day and all that. Well, all that, you're right. That's that's not my job. Mm-hmm. It's not my job to judge people. It's a, it's a burden. Mm-hmm. I mean, why should I? Unless you're, I, I guess, a judge and a point. <laughs> I, mean, I guess it is your job. But, uh, right. but it's just like you don't have to mm-hmm. even put that energy there. No, but I think it comes from years of training of, of humans trying to make order of things. Yeah, indeed. And so they – yeah. They put things in categories and silos yeah. and definitions. Yeah, yeah this, and is, they, and this, this is helpful. helpful. This is not. Yeah. Not, you know, yeah. yeah. And also putting people in categories and right. boxes and stuff. Es- essentially kind of doing that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so that's that's the thing that I work on. Um, do you do the same thing? I mean, as far as, like, people who, I don't know, irritate you? I, I – <laughs> when people irritate me, I look for a Bible verse, <laughs> as I did with this. I was Uh-oh. like, okay, I'm so feeling like there's some like, oh, I pissed her off. <laughs> um, I, I am Nobody also, I am judgmental. I compartmentalize things. So, like, mm. as an example, I might post something on Facebook where I'm like, mm-hmm. I am done with idiots for today, so please don't mm-hmm. think before you call me. Yeah, right, <laughs> things right, yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I, I wish that I was better at un- – like what you're, what you do, which is trying to understand in myself why that person irritates me, mm-hmm. or what is it that's triggering that feeling, mm-hmm. to see if there's something in me that I need to be working on. I mean, I know for me, even when I think about Donald Trump, I still think in a very psychological way. Well, what is his background? Where did he come from? I mean, <laughs> you try to put, you try to put it all together, right? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, because nothing. There's one thing that I've learned from my dad throughout the years, and Dad still teaches me now. Everything comes from a purpose. Everything comes has a source. Everything has a reason. And, I mean, if you have someone who's been a spoiled brat for his entire life, who's been, you know, filthy rich from the time he was born, why would we expect him to have humility? So, um, so that's – and when I deal with people, and I, you know, I'm a paralegal, so I deal with 14 attorneys and 14 inspectors every day. Um, you deal with personalities, and you know you have to work with these uh, individuals – I find that a lot of people who piss you off, they don't – a lot – I say 80% don't do it deliberately. A lot of times they're just focused on their own world right. or their own universe or right. their, what, whatever they're focused on. And unfortunately, as a byproduct, you may be a catalyst or you may be um, – you know, they – it's almost like if someone's just – it's just swung their hands and they just inadvertently hit you. <laughs> 
they didn't want to do it. They were like, oh, I was just so caught up or whatever. I mean, we were talking about it. I have another podcast, the Yay podcast, right. and we talk about being so caught up in your emotions as a character, then you forget the script <laughs> or you forget, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You sort of, um, well, th- there's a there's a uh, derogatory term for it on when you just focus on yourself on stage instead of the script and the whole cast and what the storyline is supposed to be. But there are people who are like that. There's some people who are just caught up in themselves. They don't care who they hurt or what what they do. I mean, you know, the, the criminal justice system are filled with people who are so focused on themselves that they wind up hurting other people and they don't realize it until it's too late. But that gives me comfort. Like, you know, it's, it's different from, let's say, someone who deliberately hurts you. They don't give a damn and they're doing it on purpose. In my opinion, that's rare. I, I think that's very, very rare that that happens. I think a lot of times people just are just too focused on themselves. I know I went on a psychological rant there. Yeah, that's that's fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think why why write this? Why beg these people to seek unity unless it was? I mean, mm-hmm. unless it was a challenge. Yeah, you know, it was, you know, it's a challenge. Then it's a challenge yeah. now. I mean, yeah, you know. and Paul, I think, is telling them exactly, you know, sort of what we're talking about now. Hey, don't focus on yourself so much, but focus on others. I mean, this, this is unity, you know. When you have time and, and the ability to kind of grab onto some humility, mm-hmm. you know, and, and look at the other person just as who they are, accept them just for who they are, you know, I think when you're, when you're able to do that, mm-hmm. the other noise mm-hmm. kind of goes away. Yeah. And you're able to see, oh my God, this beautiful world, mm-hmm. it's it's all working together. It's all one mm-hmm. kind of cosmic, you know, design. You know, there's a the whole idea is to be together. Mm-hmm. You know, and to and to feel this kind of, and all that other noise is kind of like well, it, 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 there's no room for it. Yeah, you know. And when you use those tools, the humility, the patience, gentleness, acceptance, and and, and get rid of that noise, it seems to me like you're. It, there's much you grow in maturity, right? Yeah. yeah. Not as a person, and then here as a Christian, he's saying use these tools, and and you will, you'll not just be be a, a label, you'll be walking in the in your faith. Yep. But if you grew up your whole life, I guess with a silver spoon in your mouth and never had to, uh, <laughs> right? Even understand. There are plenty of rich, un- narcissistic <laughs> people that 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 were raised that way that are not that way. Yeah, I mean, I think about Steve Jobs. I mean, you know, one person had asked, well, do you have to be a narcissistic butthole to be rich or to, to you know, to succeed in business? I'm still out of – I don't believe that. I mean, but a lot of people do, and I guess there are a lot of – I don't know if Jeff Bezos is a, a butthole or whatever, but um, I know Jobs is very hard on his people um, at Apple. Very but, demanding. Uh, yeah, very demanding. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think you saw a purpose from it or whatever. I mean, even was I think about Steve Wozniak, he was a genius, but he doesn't have, I, th- I think he's rich, but he's not as rich as jobs, but he's very kind, is a very kind individual. I, I, I think that, but before we move mm-hmm. away from that, I, I just think that we can't allow our, ex- we can't allow those circumstances like that you were talking about being raised with a silver spoon yeah. to define how we treat other people right we need not to and i think that's what this is saying too it's like yeah yeah let go of your habits Mm -hmm. and and open up and accept other people (laughs) but it's not just something that just you know happens one time and then okay i I took that pill and now i'm better now it's it's a process oh yeah that's right it's a a process that and 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 i'm i'm here right now with you guys because doing that thing solo at times it's a lonely business. That's right. Oh, yeah. I feel negativity coming on me, and yeah. it's and it's like, oh wow, I just feel like I, like it's a heavy thing. Yeah. Like when will this cold front leave? <laughs> we'll you know, help you lift it. Yeah. You do. You do. Yeah. <laughs> you guys do, and yeah. and, and it's like, mm-hmm. but it doesn't just. It's not just wishful thinking. It's a practice. Yeah. And mm. a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I mean, love is a muscle. I mean, I look at love as a muscle. You know, you have to work it every day, and um, especially those parts. You know, like loving and caring for people who aren't really all that lovable or whatever. And at the very least, you can say to that person, could be your boss or whatever, hey, listen, you see that I'm giving the effort. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're giving the effort, 
but at least I'm doing my part. I mean, there have been relationships that, you know, that have gone by the wayside in my life. There are times where I can say, hey, listen, I did my part. I mean, we're separated. I can't say that I was the butthole or I treated you bad or whatever. So I can walk away. Maybe I'm a little hurt, but I don't have any regrets Mm -hmm. because I did the right thing. Um, And not to justify whatever, but if if you're in a relationship with your boss or with whomever, you can talk about what that other person is doing to you, but focus on yourself. What are you doing? How are you contributing either positively or negatively? What kind of to energy are you putting in? Right, this exactly. And what we're situation. doing right now, I mean, you know, this is table work. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's not to say that it's not quality work, but it's mm-hmm. it is table work. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> we can sit here and read these words and they're just they're just words on a page. Right. You know, that's all they are. Yeah. It's it's the living. Mhm. Uh, with the conscription that, okay, these words have meaning, and, yeah. and it's not just for me to go like, ooh, that's kind of cool sounding. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, a, a, it's actually a blueprint. Like, yeah, live your life better. Yeah, here's how. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit yeah. of a, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, like a, a bit of a techie. I mean, I like computers and stuff, but I think about like, let's say a, um, a circuit. Like, if a circuit isn't hit with electricity, it's dormant. When you put electricity on it, all of a sudden it's active. And I think about the Word of God that way. If it's dormant because we don't use it in our everyday lives, it's just a doorstop. It's just a doorstop. (laughs) It's just a piece of wire that has nothing. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden you add electricity to it. You use it in your everyday lives. You analyze it. You break it down just like we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes something useful. Yeah. I was looking at verse – because we were sort of tied in verse 8. Yeah. Uh, you were had questions about verse eight. Oh, uh, yeah. Read that again because yeah. we probably need to revisit it. But uh, wherefore he saith, um, when he ascended up on high and led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Now I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Um, that is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives. And gave gifts to his people. And there's sort of negative connotations because I guess, you know, it's like God captured some folks and he gave gifts to others. When I think about, let's say, bullies or individuals in my life who I have to sort of get along with, and but they don't make it easy. I'm always reminded of something that my grandma always told me. Hey, listen, sometimes you have to give it to God. Or there's a wonderful um, uh, gospel just take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. There's some battles we can't fight at all, and we should not be fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about Mr. 45. All, you know, aside from voting and protesting, that's it. We just have to just leave it, leave it to, to God and focus on ourselves because God will, like he says in, in 8, he, you know, will capture the captives or, you know, deal with the folks who are not in the light. And for those who are, we're given gifts, and we have these gifts. So focus on the gifts. No focus on the negativity, what's being done to us by those outside of the light. Focus on the gifts that we have. So that's what I think of when I think of verse 8. And that we all have them. Yep. And another uh, interpretation of that line was that the captives are sin and death and Satan. Demons and Uh, stuff like that. And that, that... Jesus, when he sacrificed himself, took all those mm. barriers away from us right? so that we could come closer to the love of God. Right. I, I did not to change the subject too sure. much, but we're, we're, Dang it. we're dealing no, with, we're dealing with Mark, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pa- passages in Mark. And yeah. we talked about Mark last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in, in church and Bible study, we're dealing with Mark right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're reading about, you know, Jesus going in and, and healing people. You know, healing people with lots of diseases. He goes into a house. There's a big crowd. One right after another. Heal, heal, heal. Uh, and, and then Mark also said, you know, we talked about Mark. He's just like, just the facts, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? He's very, yeah. And, very and, and so there's yeah. this one verse. I, I'm just going to paraphrase, but he says, like, and there were many demons cast out. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, here they are in this little house uh-huh. in this little town of Galilee. I guess it's not really a little town. They have a they have a temple. They have a synagogue. It's kind of a big city, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody's come to this house, you know. And th- I think it was the house of, like, one of the apostles' mother-in-law. And she mm-hmm. was sick. 
And so the first thing, Jesus healed her mm-hmm. so that she could get up and start serving. <laughs> and then they just kept going yeah. and going and going. Yeah. And then Mark was saying, and then, and then there were a lot, of, a lot of demons. Oh, man. I was just thinking, my gosh. Okay, so where the hell did they get all these demons? Where do these demons come from? And where do they go? <laughs> what are they? <laughs> I mean, I'm... I, I walk around. I don't see. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see deep people possessed by demons everywhere. What? What? Why is that? I, I remember a conversation you and yeah. I had. Clear. You're not seeing them. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're yeah. not there. I, I, but I remember I, you and I had a conversation. It seems fanciful to me. But then yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. Now I was just going to say we had. Uh, I think it was in uh, maybe the second podcast that we did on faith where we talked about Satan, mm-hmm. and you said that you didn't believe in Satan. No. And um, <laughs> I'm still on the fence. I, I kind of. <laughs> how, how do you feel about that? Uh, Dan? You don't believe in that there was a an entity that that we call Satan. I don't know. It, when I think about it, it all seems kind of Harry Potterish with a little cast of evil characters and yeah. good characters, arch, archangels, and then they were they yeah. were they were once angels yeah. and they fell. Let, or me, let me alter you know, the, uh, the question: Do you believe in evil or do you believe in uh, like demons? Well, what I was kind of – the way I put it in, in mm-hmm. my mind and the way I look at this uh, verse 8 about the prisoners being drawn up, yeah. you know, from – you know, like like the prisoners, the captives or the evil demons or whatever, the bad crap on earth yeah. is we're not we, – we don't touch that. Mm-hmm. God just pulls it out of the earth and mm-hmm. – and, and in the place gives you gifts, mm-hmm. gifts of love and mm-hmm. understanding and a way to, you know – have a have, have a better ti- have a better time in this world, mm-hmm. and it's not up to you to remove these things. It will be removed, and just like Christ going into this house and like you demon, that demon, that demon, boom, boom, boom. I think of it more like you know, it's just like everybody who gets close to this guy, touched by this guy, is like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I don't have anxiety or depression anymore. I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm not. Oh my no. gosh, I, you're a Jew, but. But I like you anyway, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like I've gotten over that. Something's changed in my life. So Something's you, changed in my mind and heart. So you're psychological. I no, I just think it's like you, you're around Christ. Yeah, it's a party, and it's a party of joy. Yeah, and everybody wants in. Yeah, I mean that house. You know, people are lined up. I think at, at the end of the verse, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Christ disappears to get 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 out and pray, mm-hmm. and then they find him. Mm-hmm. They go find him, and they go like, "Where have you been?" We've got to tell everybody about it, about you. That we're going to get more people. And he goes, no, no, no. We're, we're, we're moving on. We're going mm-hmm. to another town. Mm-hmm. You know? This is not about this. That. This is yeah. about the message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, and kind of like re, redraws. Yeah. You know? The, like the, the, you know, where it's going next. But anyway, the whole point about the demons and all, it's just like, I, just, I think just apart from Satan and all mm-hmm. the negativity that obviously there's a lot of evil and negative shit. You know, mm-hmm. going on with people and to others and from others. It's mm-hmm. like, I think if you were, if you were back, you know, with, you know, with faith when it was brand new, sure, when it was happening, sure. when, when dude mm-hmm. was walking the earth, yeah. Yeah. it must have been just like a, a party. I mean, just a party of joy. Everybody wanted in, mm-hmm. you know? How, how do you feel about that? Uh, about, well, I think that there is a Satan and I do believe in demons. I... You know, in my brain or spirit, I do see battles between angels and demons in my – the way that that people are influenced. So I characterize them that way. There's a great um, series of books, Christian books, that, um, that actually – and I'll have to find the author – but it actually talks about the demons and the, and the angels that are around you in your everyday life. Like it goes through like a – these are the things a person is dealing with, and these are the battles that are happening around them mm-hmm. for, in, for their spirit. Wow. So, <laughs> so I've always thought of it that way mm-hmm. as a battle yeah. of spirit. And I, mean, I, th- I don't necessarily yeah. think that – I believe that there is a Satan. Yeah. Do I believe that he is all-encompassing evil? Mm-hmm. I think that he allows and welcomes those kinds of things, but I, I think that he's doing what God asked him to do. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I guess you know if it, how could there be? Yeah. So it's a, so there's a purpose. Yes. Wow. Hmm. I th- in my in yeah. my opinion, I've heard that. I think about the book of Job, where uh, Job is tempted by um, Satan. Well, Satan has an agreement with God. You know, like you can tempt him, but you can't kill him. 
<laughs> and you know, Joe and, goes and through. And Satan yes. says, "All right." Yeah. <laughs> there's, an, there's. I could, I could So there's still that like that. God is saying, "I mm-hmm. can do this, yeah. and I can't do this, and so I'm going to abide by those." Yeah. But if you think of Satan as an all evil thing, why would he follow those rules? Yeah. Right. Cheap, <laughs> <wouldn't he? laughs> right. Exactly. And yet, yeah. here he is. Okay, fair enough. Hearing, hearing <laughs> I've, I've always believed that, you know, God basically says, listen, if you choose to follow me, then I will protect you. Um, but if you don't, then, you know, Satan can have you and, and, and that's it. And you're out of the light. I mean, I consider it like, like, uh, I think I told you the analogy, like you walk in a room and you choose not to cut the light on because you're prideful and you're like, oh, I can see, I can see. Ooh, I hurt myself. You can curse the table or whatever, but that's on you. I mean, you know, if you choose not to turn on the light of God and bad things happen to you, you know, that that's you. But I really do believe, I mean, there, I mean, especially in the criminal justice system, you hear about, I don't know, serial killers or people are like, well, I just heard this thing in my head. Maybe it's psychological, but maybe there's something spiritual going on where they just, you know, they, there's like this itch and they have to commit these evil acts and they... They try to stop themselves, but they just can't because they've been in the dark for too long. And you hear about these stories, and I think, I think there's there's an evil But I spirit. think you know when you said that if you if you're in the light of God, He protects you. But you can be in the light of God and be and and still touch those oh, sure. things that yeah. are not walking in yeah. in faith. Yeah, and you can be touched. I mean, you can right. still be harmed or hurt. But it doesn't affect me. I mean, it doesn't like a bad thing can happen to me right now, but I feel so strong in my faith in Jesus Christ and, and God. It's not going to deter me away from God. And it's not going to. I mean, I guess if someone hacked my account and took all of my money <laughs> or if my landlady says, guess what? Your rent's now $5,000. Yeah, you still have faith. Um, it would definitely hurt me, but I'm not going to remove myself from God. I mean, I'm not going to lose my faith. That's good. And I'm not going to flip out and kill people because, you know, damn it, something happened to me and I'm just going to return the hate. And I think that's really what the what I consider evil when people feel justified in doing, you know, the and bad harming, things that they do. Yeah. And harming others emotionally or physically. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I think to me, more people hurt themselves than anything that anyone does to mm-hmm. them. Mm hmm. And, and I mean, I'm talking about in like little ways. Like yeah. I think, you know, most people, you know, are so un- unconnected from their fellow man or from mm-hmm. relationships that have not been nurtured and, you know, put into process. And, they, you know, with this stuff, we're, the tools we're talking about here, some mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. you know, humility, acceptance, love, yeah, you know, mercy. Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, you, you separate yourself from from people like that and and it ends up just creating a painful place to live within yourself yeah like i think about that's uh, like hell like i think about um like i'm sure you and daisy uh they you may get into arguments or whatever but i'm sure there's a switch in your head that says hey i'm not going to say anything that will just totally hurt her even if you feel justified in whatever your argument is Mm -hmm. you know you have a relationship with her. you know that you love her and you're not going to hurt her or at least hurt her in such a way that I can really damage the relationship. Or you don't mean to. <laughs> like you're not going to call her a B-I-T-C-H or, you know, or just or just f- totally flip Is that out. the worst you can think of? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a good guy. I can't no, think you of are. Worse. But you but don't no, have I know what you're switch. saying. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you, and there's some people who don't have the switch. So much mm-hmm. that you. There's some people that don't have the switch at all, they, right. and they just flip out. I mean, you, you and I, Deb, we were talking about our mothers. And unfortunately, you know, Mom at one time, she would just say all sorts of crazy stuff, not even thinking about how it would affect or hurt me or dad or anything like that, and had no consequences, didn't have any thought about, well, how will this affect my relationship in the future? You know, people don't think they that They only way. think about themselves yeah, and, and what the they're moment. feeling and, and what they right. – they, and reacting to how they are feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this must have been tough medicine for the Ephesians. Yeah. I mean, you know, because we were looking at other letters with Paul, and usually they're really flattering. <laughs> sure. And then it gets to the point, like, mm-hmm. you know, you got to do this and this and this. Here, here he's cool. He kind of starts out starts saying, starts here's, out here's what you need to do. Recognizing <laughs> that there is conflict. Yeah. yeah. And there's always going to be this conflict, you know, in your relationships, in the world. And mm-hmm. uh, I think he's, he, he's, he's putting into practice, or he's trying to put into practice mm-hmm. these, you know, 
these good habits mm-hmm. and these attributes you yeah. know, in, in a way of saying like start here yeah because I know where you know where you want to end up right mm-hmm. you want to end up you know with you know captors going away mm-hmm. and, or, you know prisoners yeah. prisoners leaving mm-hmm. and gifts showering yeah you know, that's what you want I, I'd like to focus um, a little further down Ephesians 4 <coughs> chapter 17 through 19. Is a wonderful thing, and I think when I verse talk about 17? verse seventeen, it's like Ephesians isn't that big. Yeah, no, four, four seventeen. Yeah, it talks about the light. I mean, when I use the analogy of the light and the darkness, I'll read from the NIV version. Actually, well, no, since we're on King James version, I'll read on from King James. This I say, therefore, and I testify in the Lord that ye henceforth not walk, not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, whom being past feeling have given themselves unto, over unto lavicious, laviciousness to work all uncleanliness in, with greediness. Um, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so, be that, oh goodness, I'm screwing this up. Actually, let me, I'm going to switch to the NIV version. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to the sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attributes of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And I just leave it right there. I love the the actually the last few sentences there as well. Right, I think right. They're very right, exactly. applicable to. Yeah, and I guess then after it comes a long list of things you're not supposed to do. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't right, do that. right, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like corrupt communication. Don't mm-hmm. don't speak yeah. corruptly. Yeah, I've got like. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's so funny. just like just what you're saying, Craig. Um, it's. You know, Paul's giving hard instructions like, listen, you can't do this and you have to work hard not to do this. Yeah. You know, focus on what God wants. He's very succinct with these Ephesians. So like he's got six chapters. He's like, this is this is your playbook. Go. Right. All you thieves. (laughs) Stop stealing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Stop that silly talk. Stop saying angry things Mm -hmm. to your parents. (laughs) Sexual immorality. You know better than that. Right. (laughs) Stuff like that. Yes, he's like. But read those last two sentences. Oh, sure. So, um, the last two verses. I'll begin at twenty-two. You okay. were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old selves, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attribute of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And there you go. And also, I'm just going to say in verse 26, in your anger, do not sin, Mm -hmm. which is a wonderful little blurb there. Mm -hmm. Well, I think. uh, I hope the Ephesians, you know, figured it out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, he's he's giving all these uh, instructions to the Ephesians, to the Galatians, to the Corinthians. And they, of course, spread the word. And I don't think that we would even have the Bible right here in 2018 if. You know, if, the work hadn't it been had done. Not been spread. It's, yeah. it's really funny, too, because Paul, in other gospel texts, is, says he is the worst sinner. You know, is that right? Like, I am. Well, it's, it's amazing. I, I mean, the, the, sto- the story of Paul, he was Saul, mm-hmm. and who was a hunter of Christians, persecuted, killed them for the Romans. And then all of a sudden, in Acts, I believe it's Acts 9 5, God comes to him and says, It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. I mean, I remember this uh, Bible verse, and. Um, he was changed. I think he put the uh, God told him to put mud in his eyes. He washed it off, and he became the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful story. Yeah, I think uh, that, that that 
and 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 they would understand this, <coughs> even if even if they didn't fully understand what the teachings of Christianity were then, because mm-hmm. they're kind of being formed. Right. They would definitely understand uh, the Hebrew uh, change of heart, the changing of the inner self, which we talked about last week. And yeah, you know, Psalm one eleven was like when you change your heart. Yeah. I mean, the verse you read about when you put on the new clothes, mm-hmm. when you ch- when you change inside, you change outside, you change everything, mm-hmm. and it's that. And I think they would understand that through the Pharisees' teachings of the mm-hmm. you know, from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. They would understand. Oh, that's what that's what they're talking about. Yep, that's it. That's yeah, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's not simple stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's not simple. I mean, we love to hold on. We talked about this last week. We love to hold on to things that we should not be holding on to. Mm-hmm. Right. And if we're going to put on what the new, mm-hmm. the new self, mm-hmm. we've got to. Take away the old self. And I think it's interesting how, again, in this time, it's not a monotheistic, you know, mm-hmm. pervasive culture. And, and again, we're talking about how God's, God is the best. Mm-hmm. And he loves you more than anyone. That's and he right. gives you these gifts. Mm-hmm. He gives you these gifts, every one of you. Right. And you have to believe in them. And the other to, gods yeah. are very mm-hmm. uh, punishing. Sure. <laughs> sure. And you have to believe it. You have to believe that you have the gifts. I mean, a lot of people who do evil or bad things, a lot of times they themselves feel, well, this is it. I mean, I just feel, I mean, in in inner cities, you know, there are kids who are like, well, I've been told that I'm nothing and I'll never be nothing. So the hell with it. I'll just be nothing. They don't believe that they have a wonderful gift inside of them. They, mm-hmm. have, they, they have talents. They have goodness in them. Hmm. Well, let's hope we can... Spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Yeah. Let's hope we can spread the word. Have, have we tapped out? Have we gone through the whole, um, the... All of Ephesians? We, Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so, we look, so we read it. We contemplated it. We read it. it. Oh, yeah. And then... Uh, we meditated, we meditated, on, meditated it on it a little bit. Or a toy. We talked about it. Or a Yeah. I don't know. And now we move forth and We've entered into conversation with God through prayer. Yeah. So... I thought I turned that off. So and, uh, that's okay. And that's kind of, and I think ha- we got around to mm-hmm. um, understanding life mm-hmm. through faith and yeah. using this, you know, these particular ideas. So it's like, yeah, it kind of works. Yeah. It works. You know, I think we're a lot more, uh, you know, bubbly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think what they do, they, they have. They have this contemplative prayer on Tuesdays where they do the lecto mm-hmm. divina, yeah, and uh, and it, it it's kind of a solemn uh, uh-huh. uh, process or ceremony. I think I like our version; <laughs> it's a little bit more like laid back, <laughs> yeah, know, like we are, convers- yeah. conversational. <laughs> and also, I really do think that those who are listening can be inspired by what we're talking about because I'm hoping that people are talking through this stuff just like we are, mm-hmm. and they can say, okay. This is what I need to do when I go out into the world. You know, I need to focus more on if someone pisses me off, why and and whatever. And this and is how what do I react to that? Yeah, I know it sounds hokey, you know, but it, uh, but I think about the the people that you're talking about. You know, like the, you know, inner city kids who, hey, well, God's left me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's no there's no there's no unity. I don't see one Lord. I don't see oneness. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I think it's up to us to kind of go like, yeah, you don't. See it unless you try to really look for it. Right. I mean, it doesn't say, it doesn't say be like God, mean like, just, just be like God, okay? Shut up, just be like God. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right? Try to be more God-like, will you? It's saying like, you're not going to ever be God. We know that. Mm-hmm. You know, God is, you know, kind of difficult to understand, and the goodness is well beyond anything you can do. Mm-hmm. But if you emulate and practice, you know, loving one another the way, you know, God says he loves you mm-hmm. or the way this scripture says he loves Yeah, trying to love one another in that way. You're going to get a lot closer otherwise. Yep. And it's like, so I feel like it's our job to yeah. be somewhat ev- evangelical about yeah. that and say like, look, open your eyes. If you try to do something in a loving way, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of a little selfless. Yeah. You might just surprise yourself and see like, yes, mm-hmm. you're taken care of too. Yeah. You're loved as well. Yeah. You, know? you had mentioned that one whole analogy. I think Father Justin had brought it up in one, uh, I guess, one sermon or whatever. Talk about the butterfly and how the butterfly is created and 
Oh, yeah, that just blew my mind. In one stage, um, the insides are just goo and Yeah, just when it's a pupa or the chrysalis. Right. right. Like in between caterpillar and butterfly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the entire body, all the DNA and everything just breaks down totally. Mm-hmm. It's and, an acclaic protein. And, and, then, yeah. and just reforms. and Becomes something And like makes different. wings and antenna and yeah. eyeballs, complex. Yeah. And, and and different sensory organs. And yeah. Different limbs. And it's just like, that just blew my mind. Yeah. And it's reality. It's the beauty. It's the mystery. It's the reality of living here yeah. in this universe. Why can't that happen to me? Right, exactly. Why can't that happen within my body and within my heart? Yeah. And I think about the analogy. We were talking about American politics and our role or whatever. America, it really is an amoeba of, you know, all sorts of thoughts and feelings or whatever. I mean, we see it on Twitter and Facebook and um, social media every day. When I think about that amoeba and how something good can come out of it, we have we have a choice in that matter. I mean, we can either be the... Um, the evil part of it. We can contribute to, you know, the evilness of it. I mean, we can sprout bad things or we can sprout good things. I mean, we can inject something good. We can at least say, hey, we are trying to better the process through, you know, like our podcasting or, you know, through little posts that you do on Facebook or whatever. You know, someone can read that post and say, oh, wow, that just brought up that brightened up my day. Like I see people who post like Scott Munson's famous for it. He'll post a cat posting <laughs> a video, <laughs> a cat video. Yeah. And it's silly, but it doesn't it doesn't inject any hatred. You know, it doesn't inject any it doesn't it's not divisive. And it's a little thing, but, you know, it means a little bit. By the way, it looks like uh, it looks like Scott's found, uh, you know, he was he had mentioned on another podcast that he was unemployed but now he's he's employed so oh, I'm happy, that's I'm fast. happy to hear that yeah. okay but I, um i had a feeling <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he can't can't keep a good person congratulations down. <laughs> scott <Yeah>. but uh <laughs> you know um lucky to w- have him once again whoever ephesians whoever 4 7 says uh but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of christ we're given it whether we use it or not that's right it's up to us that's yeah right. it's there mm-hmm. it's there we have that ability that magical mystical ability that Turn that chrysalis into a butterfly. We mm-hmm. get to choose. Yeah. <coughs> and wouldn't that be a great thing? Yep. I mean, you'd want it for anyone. You'd want it for those inner city kids yeah. so much. Yeah. You know, because I, I want to see that, like you say in your preamble, mm-hmm. I want to see and show and realize their goodness in That's this right. world. I really want to see it. That's right. You know, it's tough, man. I feel <coughs> negative a lot. Yeah. So we got to get, yeah, I mean, the partisanship, I mean, you know, it can't just be us versus them. And, you know, this is the eve of football Sunday, you know, Uh I enjoy watching football, but, you know, the football of us versus them and the the polarization, uh, it it just can't be that way. I mean, there's got to be some partisanship in how we deal with each other. There may be someone who you really just can't stand. Ask yourself why. Ask yourself why and fight through, you know, those. And take a pause before you react. Mm Mm-hmm. To that person or that situation. Yeah, and and you weren't put on this planet. That's exactly right. To judge them. That's not your job. Yep. I mean, I'm relieving you of the burden of that. (laughs) (laughs) Do not do that. Well said. It's unnecessary. That's right. Unless you're a judge. That's right. I got no hope for you. (laughs) (laughs) And we are uh, hitting the one-hour mark. Um, Who wants to close us out in prayer? Would you like me to? Yes. Okay. Dear Lord, thank you once again for having us all together here and in fellowship with the focus of your words. It's your words that we're, we're here to uh, to help us, inspire us in each of us and bring out the really nice, pleasant, lovely gifts that I see every week with, uh, with, with, uh, with Debbie and Reg. And I thank them very much and I thank you for... Having me be with them and having us all be together. This is a fantastic example of the way you want to walk and the way you you'd like us to walk through our lives. We're really glad, and, and I just want to say thanks in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. 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 All right. Here's my last blurb. Uh, Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church, which has made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask you to listen to this podcast, even challenge us on Facebook or on SoundCloud, and share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. 
The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store. Don't worry, you're not going to buy anything. Go to the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for you got to have faith and you will find us if you're an android user and download soundcloud the soundcloud app or just go on soundcloud.com search for us and you can find us you got to have faith thank you for listening and god bless